I'm, I'm still in awe when I'm in her presence. As gorgeous as she is on camera, um, she is breathtaking in person. She really, she just takes your breath away. I was holding her hand in mine once and I looked it up at her and I said, even your knuckles are stunning. <laughs> the OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon. Ken Gunn, it's an honor. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Canon. How are you? I got to tell you, it makes my day to have you here appearing on our screen today. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you for wanting to have me. Thank you very, very much. I think uh, I, most people have to be wondering if you ever dress down, because every time I see you, you're dressed to the nines. Do, do you ever uh, chill out in some cargo shorts? <laughs> <laughs> Canon, truth be told, I don't like my legs. So no, shorts <laughs> are a no-no. That, that doesn't happen. I will tell you, though, during all the pandemic isolation, um, there were days when I really just threw caution to the wind and didn't get out of my pajamas. And I thought, this is the opposite of where I used to be in terms of clothing, and I've got to get back on. Um, but but no, I, I actually like dressing up, um, but I, I was nervous this morning. I haven't tied a tie in weeks. So I thought, if I lost the touch? <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks fantastic. Thank I, you. Uh, yeah, but so if you just get up on a regular uh, day, do you maybe feel like you're not quite put together if you don't dress up all the way? Do you feel uh, like if you just run into the store, do you have to get put together? <laughs> well, I, I do get put together. I mean, I'm not wearing a tie um, and I'm wearing jeans. And when the weather's colder, I'm wearing turtleneck sweaters. Um, but no, I've, I've, I've left the tie behind. Uh, except for special occasions, like speaking with you. Let me ask you this. What fashion faux pas do you think most men make? When you you see men, we'll even say middle-aged men, um, what faux pas do you see them making most often? Well, I'm going to offend a lot of people. Um, I know. Um, it's the untucked shirt. I just think it's it's it's... There are lots of words you could use to describe it. One would be sloppy, but here, here's my real issue. <laughs> my, my real issue is that we look our best when we divide ourselves into, into a series of thirds from our shoulders to our toes. And the, the trouble that I have with the untucked shirt is that you cut yourself in half. If, oh, you, yeah. if you tuck your shirt in, you're one third on top, two, two thirds on the bottom. Um, even if you're wearing a pair of shorts, you'd still have you know one two thirds um, includes your the shorts down to your toes, but the the half and half proportion just isn't pleasing. It's 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 not flattering to anyone. I think probably a lot of middle aged men are concerned that they have a belly that would be sticking out if they tucked in their shirt tail, and it would accentuate the belly. Oh, you know Canon, we still see it. <laughs> we still see that belly. <laughs> well, season three of Making the Cut. Uh, premieres tomorrow on Amazon Prime. What can we expect in this season? It's a very interesting season. And, and part of the reason I, I believe it's so interesting is that the designers have become very self-selecting in terms of applying for the show because they see what the stakes are, they see what the win is, and they really want to be part of it for the sake of their brand. Um, this group of designers is extremely creative and extremely in a way over the top. I mean, as you know, from watching the show, for each assignment, the designers create a, a high-end runway look and a more accessible look that if they win, will be reproduced by 
by um, Amazon fashion. This season, it was hard to tell the difference between those two looks. Um, and I thought that was a great thing. The fact that they were creating accessible fashion that wasn't something that you would, might possibly expect. Um, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun, dynamic, captivating season for just that reason. Well, for that reason and for the fact that just the chemistry between you and Heidi is something oh. that is spoken about quite often. Everyone knows it's incredible. Uh, it is. You're, obviously, you're friends, not just on the show. Yes. You know, we, we really love each other, but we are fashion's oddest couple. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi calls me her TV husband. I think that's what makes it work. What do you think... Uh, people would be most surprised to learn about Heidi that aren't friends with her and, and see her on a daily basis? Well, she has a wonderful sense of humor. Um, she is a, a true love. Um, all you need to know about Heidi is that every crew member adores her and crew members do not suffer fools gladly. Right. Um, and I will say this about her. I, I'm, I'm still in awe when I'm in her presence. As gorgeous as she is on camera, um, she is breathtaking in person. She really, she just takes your breath away. I was holding her hand in mine once and I looked it up at her and I said, even your knuckles are stunning. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a part that's easily um, made to look amazing. What about you? What do you think people would be most surprised to learn about you or, or the biggest misconception maybe about you, Tim Dunn? Oh, Canon. That's a good question. Well... <laughs> I really am an old fuddy-duddy. <laughs> Are you really, though? No, I, 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 I'm not. I mean, maybe what people would be, be surprised about is how much I love things that are out of the box and, and things that, that involve um, risk-taking and um, taking chances, throwing the dice, so to speak, because I look so conservative and so buttoned up that it would seem unlikely that I would like that kind of environment, but I really thrive in it. Um, and my whole life has been about throwing the dice. I'm always talking about life's serendipitous path. You never know where it may take you. What's the last great risk that you took that paid off for you that you're happy you took? The last great risk was leaving academia and going into the private sector when I joined Liz Claiborne as chief creative officer in 2007. Mm -hmm. I never dreamed I'd leave Parsons. I'd been there for 24 years and I thought I'll retire here. And it was a job that I loved. And quite frankly, moving into the real industry of fashion was terrifying for me. Mm -hmm. um, and there wasn't a single day that my knees weren't shaking and I wasn't trembling. Um, but it was a phenomenal opportunity and a and a huge uh, learning experience. It was like going back to graduate school. Um, but I, I was a wreck about taking that step, taking that risk. Do you ever see yourself retiring? Because like me, obviously we're not exactly the same age, but like, I don't, I don't ever see myself getting to a point where I don't wanna work at all. I think I would just be bored out of my mind. Uh, how about you? I, I totally agree with you. I, I don't see that, that time happening. And if it's a case of, well, I can't work, well, then I want a cyanide capsule. <laughs> uh, or else you'll just die of boredom. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this about, about myself. I have never been bored a single day in my life. There are always things to do and things that entertain me. Um, and in fact, when I was a kid, I, I was so 
content with my own company. Nothing made me happier than being in my room with my books and my Legos. Um, and it was, it was a joy. What advice would you have for young people trying to get into the fashion business? Um, would it be to dive in head first? Would it be to go to school? What advice would you have? Like my younger well, it, sister really wants to get into fashion. What advice my advice is know, know who you are and, and know what your point of view is and, and have a voice and know what differentiates you from the rest of the crowd. Because unless there's something that does differentiate you, why should anyone be interested in what you're doing? So it's really about that. And quite frankly, do whatever it takes. Um, I, I met a 13-year-old who was incredibly, incredibly talented and was, was actually making her own fashion. Um, and I asked her, how did you learn how to do this? And she said, YouTube videos. So as much as I celebrate going to school, and since I was a teacher for 29 years, um, and I believe in education, um, it's, not, it's not a requirement. I think it's, it's a, a huge enhancement, but if it doesn't suit the individual, then there, there are other routes to follow. May we, uh, do we have time to do five random questions? As far as I'm concerned, we do. Five random questions with Tim Gunn. <laughs> Number one, what is the last song you turned up really loud. It was Aretha Franklin, and it was Respect. When was that? Last night. What is your go-to cocktail, Tim Gunn? Oh, a Manhattan. Nice. Now, what makes a good one? Bullet rye, not bourbon, mm. um, and French bitters, and French um, sweet vermouth, but just a little bit. Uh, oh, and I have it on the rocks. Playing off of that, then, what would be your favorite or your go-to hangover cure? You know, I'm lucky. I really don't have hangover. hangover. God, I was thinking the same thing when I asked the question. I don't know the last time I really had an actual hangover. Is a hair of the dog the cure? Because then I would say, have a Bloody Mary. <laughs> when, when, Tim Gunn, is the last time you had a good cry? Last night. <laughs> Listening to Aretha Franklin? <laughs> Actually, Aretha was the antidote. To, to the crying. As, um, as she should be. I was watching an episode of Schitt's Creek and that show makes me laugh like they're, like I've never laughed before it and it makes me weep. Final question, Tim. Uh, if you could spend one night doing whatever you want with the fictional character of your choice, any fictional character, who would it be and why? Alice from Alice in Wonderland. No, that's a good answer. Why is that? I love Lewis Carroll, and I've I've read um, uh, the Alice books, um, Alice in Wonderland, and Through the Looking Glass, um, a dozen times or more. And it's a world and an environment that that captivates me, and 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 has for most of my life. And Alice is the patron saint of it all. So yeah. I, I would I would love to spend time with her. Well, thank you for your uh, generosity and your time and your energy. We really appreciate you, Tim. Thank you very much. Thank you, Cannon. Have a great day. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon.